the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement as always on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, we uh, we really try to help you build up wealth, understand the world today, and uh, understand where where things are going in, in the future. And, and so, uh, the our our model and uh, and philosophy is, of course, is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up the wealth is to is to sit there and save as much as you can and then conservatively invest it. Here we are in a world today of zero interest rates, of negative interest rates around the world. Uh, you know, what's going on? How is this affecting your retirement? We're going to be talking about that on the show. These are times I, I don't think we've ever actually seen in economic history, interesting enough. And I think they've got some very large ramifications, which are going to be discussing. I mean, when I went to school, no one even dreamt that there would be negative interest rates. And uh, of course, no one really thought the central banks would do what they did either. But it, it is what it is. So what we're looking at here is, 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 you know, where to go. And so you want to continue in this world to be more cautious. Over the last decade, I think indexing has really worked out very well. I think that's coming to an end. I think the world is rapidly changing. Uh, we've got the trade war. We've got issues in a, a, an economic slowdown, possibly a recession in Germany, a slowdown there, a massive slowdown in China. We've got the, I think the Hong Kong story is a bigger story than people realize. Uh, we've got Brexit coming up October 31st. Uh, I mean, you know, the the road goes on forever and the party never ends. I could probably talk for another five minutes about some of these issues. And, and, and so what's going on out there? And we're going to try to expand upon that day and how today and how it's affecting your retirement. Uh, a, a couple thoughts that, that are really uh, some really shocking uh statements coming out of uh, Bill Dudley, uh, former uh, Federal Reserve Vice Chairman. Uh, the, uh, you know, actually, I've never seen, these are the most shocking comments I've seen in uh, in my years in the business from anybody remotely close to the Federal Reserve. It kind of confirms what we've sort of always suspicious of the Fed. Uh, the, uh, the He said the Fed should... Uh, 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 the Fed should go should explicitly state that they won't central bank won't bail out the administration for bad making bad choices on policies, and make it abundantly clear that Trump will own the act 
consequences of his action. First, this would discourage further escalation of the trade war, uh, increasing the cost of the Trump administration. And, um, you know, and then he, he says it would reassert the Fed's independence and avoid the, the thing. I think they're upset because they're being criticized. And then he makes the shocking statement that, again, the uh, the. Uh, there's an argument to made that the the election itself, the, he's talking about the president election, falls within the pre, Fed's purview. After all, uh, Trump's reelection arguably presents a threat to the U.S. and global economy. That is astonishing, uh, and uh, you know uh, it, it's a deeply disturbing, deeply disturbing statement. The Federal Reserve is is you know they the the the, the board members are put on by the president. But it, it, the Federal Reserve is actually owned by Wall Street banks. The idea that that uh, an organization with that closely tied to Wall Street is threatening the president in the election, uh, you know, uh, Vice Chairman, ex Vice Chairman Dudley of the Federal Reserve should really remember that uh, uh, people still remember what happened to Julius Caesar. And, uh, you know, sometimes it seems like it's a good idea. Uh, it's very disturbing. Honestly, I'm amazed that Trump hasn't called in the entire board of the Federal Reserve and demanded resignations across the board. I mean, you cannot allow rogue organizations to feel like they it, with you cannot allow an organization that lets you have that controls the money in the United States of America, making threatening the president of the United States and saying that they 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 need to be in charge of who's elected. I mean, that that is an undemocratic, anti-constitutional clear and present danger to the United States of America. I am shocked Bill Dudley said that. But we got to look, what has got Bill Dudley so frightened out there that he's having to make these remarks? And, and, and it has to be something. What is, what, what, is, what has got the Europeans so frightened that they have negative interest rates out there in, in the world today? I mean, what is going on? And we're going to be discussing and that something must be going on that is terrifying the 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 the, uh, the central bankers around the world. And we're going to explain that and what what you know what how that deal. But first, I want to expand upon something a little bit here. As far as the trade war with China, you know, I, I think there, there seems to be some confusion about the trade war with China. Okay, the truth of the matter is. President Trump did not start the trade war with China. The Chinese have been waging a trade war with the United States for 30 years with the one goal to make China the dominant power. Okay, our last three presidents over the last 24 years have basically tried appeasement uh, to try to get the Chinese to fall into line, and and it's failed miserably. I mean, they look like modern-day Neville Chamberlains for all practical purposes, and appeasement has failed. 24 years, three presidents. Finally, the American people have had enough. They've elected a president that would stand up to China. That is what he has done with the support of the American people. So make no mistake, this is not Donald Trump fighting a trade war. This is the American people going, I've had enough. We're put, you know, people, uh, if your new listener show is back uh, in, in July of the election year, June, July, we said we thought Trump was going to win after the Republican nomination we said that the the press has 
two weeks to take out Donald Trump. If they can't do it, he'll be the next president of the United States. We were correct. A lot of political pundits, very smart, said there's no way a guy like Donald Trump is going to be president. Hillary Clinton was so confident there was no way anyone was going to elect Donald Trump, who's so obnoxious, president. Well, yeah, Donald Trump had some flaws, but he had one thing that none of the other presidential candidates and in the, in the people buying and the Republican Democrats, he said, I'm going to take the fight to the Chinese. I'm tired with the, the American people are tired of rolling over and having their jobs stolen, their technology stolen, their factories stolen, and their future stolen by the Chinese bent on world domination. That is why he was elected. So all this talk of Donald Trump, no, Donald Trump is doing what the American people put him in. This is this is a democracy. And so understand uh, in, in the world today, this is this is why we're here. I mean, we should support the president on this issue. Clearly, these people are very worried. The Chinese are making b- pretty big threats, and so are the Americans. But we hold the high ground. We're a democracy. We have a capitalist system, and we've been able to beat anyone that's come after us in the last 250, 260 years. And, and, and China is a hardline communist country that has gulags impersonating, I mean, imprisoning uh, you know, Muslims. They're, they're moving in, into Hong Kong. So there's problems. So I, I, I think there's clearly problems out there, and we're going to be discussing what some other things are going on. But remember, this is not Donald Trump's war. This is the American people's war. Tell you what, let's take a call from who's that? Hey, Oscar, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. You know, those forecasters who said that Trump would never win are the same forecasters who uh, who said that Florida is going to be a <laughs> was going to be the target uh, of yeah. the hurricane. They were, they were the same <laughs> forecasters. <laughs> and you know, I, I, I'm calling about Greenspan. Uh, like yeah. a, a couple of months ago, he said that the consequences of uh, low interest rates, like they were just numbers, these things that were going toward lower interest rates, like like it's there's no consequences to it. Uh, I mean, what the hell is this guy drinking? I mean, there's a lot of consequences. Yeah, no, there. Uh, yeah, very low interest rates, and and I hope you expand on that. There's yeah. so many consequences. It's a, it's a, if it's if we're in now for a long term low interest rate situation. This is a, I mean, this is a game changer all over the world, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, yeah. If you can, if, if, if instead of getting three or four percent on your investments, you're getting negative. Yeah, it's a huge game changer. It changes savings. It changes investment. It changes people's the way they act. Uh, look, I mean, this this is a problem. It's it's basically accelerating debt usage in the United States and globally. Uh, look, it's 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 a real big problem, Oscar. Yeah, but but he, he made it sound like it's. You know that we can adjust to that situation. Well, wait, of course we can adjust to it, but he he, did, he just said it's just numbers, you know. Uh, I mean, this is something brand new in American history, almost. Uh, these ultra low interest rates. Yeah. Well, there's there's a number. Yeah, sixteen trillion dollars of negative interest rates. Well, every every one percent of that works out to be what is that? One hundred and sixty billion. Is that right? Yeah, it's huge numbers. Yeah, huge. Yeah, it, 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 and so. You know, the, what, it, what it is, it's a drag. It's a drag on, on savers. It's a drag on retirees. It's a drag on spending. I, it, look, Oscar, but, good, but uh, thanks for the call, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, look, here, here's it. We talked a lot about the the uh, the uh, Jackson Hole meeting last week and we said oh this is the big meeting if you notice not much came out of that meeting it was kind of quiet and we said we said this is a really big meeting well what happened what's happened since then 
uh, we had uh, what's his name Connolly, but Bernard Connolly come up and say that that central banks buying stocks and bonds is 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 a conveyor belt to communism, and, and they, if they buy up all the stocks in, in in the world, the central banks are going to control the companies, and it's effectively going to be com- they're going to convert the country to communism. This is an article in the Financial Times. We had Mark Carney, uh, former uh, I think he, I, I, he's a former or the I think he's the former head of uh, of the Bank of England. Uh, or is now the make the comment that they need we need to move away from the dollar to a new cryptocurrency or a basket of currencies or something kind of like an IMF type of thing. We had uh, we had uh, Bill Dudley, ex chairman of the Federal Reserve, uh, make comments that that how destructive uh, the China trade war is and 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 the Fed was going to have to stand up and possibly influence the election to protect the Chinese. Uh, Look, something clearly happened at that meeting that all these stories are coming out. We we, we had another story from a, a senior ECB, a European Central Bank person, that they weren't likely to buy stocks. So clearly and so what's going on? Why are you hearing all these wild stories suddenly come out out there? The, these are from very responsible people. Okay, a couple things. The the interest rates in Europe are negative. We have five countries in Europe that if you if the country borrows money, be it six months, one year, five year, ten or thirty years, are ne- they pay negative interest rates, which means they borrow a million dollars and they have to give less than a million dollars back in the future, six months, one year, thirty years into the future, and so. Typically, you need 400 to 450 basis points, which is you know like four to four and a half percent drop in Fed funds to stabilize an economy after a recession. Well, if the European Central Bank is sitting at negative interest rates, what are they going to do? Take rates down to negative five and a half percent? No one's going to do that. So they don't. They've run out of ammunition. They didn't recapitalize their banks over there. The Brits are leaving with Brexit, so they don't know what's happening there, and they're frightened. I think the negative interest rates and what's happening with Bill Dudley and other people, I think they're telegraphing the, the failure of the central banks. I, th- I, th- I think the European Central Bank is in big trouble, uh, I, and uh, they, they, they can't – their only alternative is to, to do quantitative easing, which is buying more bonds. They're buying junk bonds at negative yields. They're so desperate. They have to buy stocks, and once they do that, it's communism, and so they're trapped, and so there's nothing they, there's nothing they can do – they're going to fail. Now, there is, there is a way out in Europe, but they're, they're, it's against everything they believe in. They have to deregulate. They have to cut taxes. They've got to engage in fiscal spending. They have to in infrastructure spending and rebuild the country. There, there's a reason why the United States is what it is, because we have, we're, we have a free market, free capitalist system. We have a we have a free market capitalist system. We've got a rule of law. We're deregulated. Generally, there's light regulations, low taxes. That's where everyone wants to be. That's why they're in Hong Kong, which is now in trouble. That's why they're in Singapore. People go where they want to be free. And so if Europe restructures, they have a chance, but they're not willing to do it. And so there's a real danger out there that you could see a central bank fail or more likely a currency fail or a drop drop. In the, and that's what we're That's why you're seeing the big move in gold. That's why everybody's potting into U.S. assets, which is a good thing for us. And so we'll talk some more about that after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Johnny Walker 
caught a boat last night running from the guitar store. He took a left down the alley, guess he should have gone right now. He ain't taking nothing no more, no more. Everybody knows it's a hard time living with a hate and a greed. Most folks earn what they give for a living, others just steal what they need. Ted Gioka and the Max Out Savings Show continue after this short break. To find out more about Max Out Savings Advisors, visit MaxOutSavings.com. In a moment, more of the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you got a question or comment, uh, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. And also, uh, you can listen to us live anywhere in the world by going to AM1070, the answer's website, KNTH's website. Hit the Listen Live button. And uh, I think Monday we have you can go to the podcast on there and you can get, listen to our podcast as well. we got a lot of people listening everywhere. So, uh, and also you can get our free newsletter that goes out once a month by just going to the website, maxoutsavings.com. And tell me, let's take a call from Randy. Hey, Randy. Uh, Ted, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Excellent, Ted. I've been listening to what you've been talking about, uh, about the uh, low and negative rates and, and what you were talking with Oscar on the, on the low, low interest rates. And I think that what we have here is it's not a flight to quality or, or flight to safety. It's kind of a flight to yield because I've been looking at the at the at the at the curve and it's it's moved from the lowest point for three years out to about five years and it looks like to me we're in some kind of a bond bubble because uh, corporate corporate prices not not rates have gone up 
about 12.5% in the last year. So I've, I've been selling bonds from, you know, 105, 108, 109 in, in, into this bubble, you know. So when 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 do you think that uh, it's going to turn around and we'll, and we'll be able to start buying some bonds again? You know, I, I tell you what, I, I think you got to work. I, I think you have to sit there and wait until there's an economic slowdown or some type of crisis, and then you're going to see the corporates pop up, and that's where, that's where you want to be. Well, I've been buying some stocks, Not, too. not in the corporates it, yet. You don't some, want to some, be in corporates now, but go ahead. I'm sorry, Randy. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm dumping all of those, and I, I, I bought a couple of stocks, like some small regional banks and things like that, that are yielding about 5%, and uh, they're fairly low you know, price to book and some things like that, so... I'm hoping that uh, Bob's not going to fall out of that, but uh, so that's kind of where I'm staying now. But uh, uh, I, I don't think we'll be buying any bonds at least maybe for another year because I don't think it's going to take quite a while to kind of work this out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and 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 the dollar now. I understand the president's real unhappy about the strength of the dollar, but also it has to do with weakness in the euro, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, okay, keep in mind, this is another situation that that, that G7 meeting, we, we talked about this last week. I said I didn't think that meeting was going to be that. I don't think that meeting was as contentious as people thought it was. I think there was some type of deal there to possibly lower the dollar. Uh, the, you know, the, the Chinese have kept their currency pegged to ours, and they're dropping the yuan now. Uh, but it, and one of the problems they're running into is they're they're becoming uncompetitive because the dollar's so so strong, it, and and so I think something's got to be done to push the dollar down. I think there was a deal at the G at the at the Jackson Hole talked about, and then I think it was finalized at that G seven meeting. I think you could see the dollar go down. Uh, I, I think Europe has to do something, but but I tell you what, I, I'm a little concerned, Randy. I really, I the, that that stuff with Bill Dudley. I mean, these central banks appear to be panicking out there, and 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 you wonder just how much trouble they're really in. Well, I think I think they might be they might be in deep trouble, particularly with the amount of debt that the country owes here. And I'm I'm kind of thinking that uh, also I'm kind of looking at the price of gold, which has fallen off a little bit, but it's still above fifteen hundred. And uh, of course, silver's gone up too quite a bit. And uh, I don't know it, uh, if 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 they do cut the interest rates a little bit, and it might weaken the dollar a little bit, and it might maybe flatten the yield curve a little bit, but. I don't think that's going to do anything about. It might make gold go up, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. If, if you look at that, that you know, the little correct. I mean, these corrections in gold and silver have been like one day and then boom up again. I mean, it. If this is a very strong move in in the gold and silver sector, uh, I, I think it goes higher. Uh, they're a little stretched in here now, but I think these things are going much higher over the next year or two. Yeah, well, you you looking at gold to break the nineteen hundred? Uh, I think it's going to test the high. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think eventually it breaks it. You're going to have to have some type of crisis or something really big to happen. Which, look, I, I again, I think how this plays out personally is is a failure of an investment bank, which will manifest itself in a, in a big drop in the currency. The investment banks can't actually fail, but uh, well, well, yeah, but could have another long term capital or or, or another. Uh, uh, Lehman Brothers or something like but, that. Uh, again, you wonder why was 
why was Bill Dudley so panic stricken in this op-ed in the Bloomberg? I mean, you know, what, what, what do we? And I think I'm pretty good at seeing behind the curtain. I'm almost wondering if it's some type of derivatives problem, or, or, or just how, or really, how badly trapped is the ECB? And the answer might be they're very badly trapped, and that's what he's hearing. And, and he's worried if the U.S. economy goes down, we're really in trouble. And I'm thinking that's you know uh, because he that, that was an extraordinary op-ed. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, think it could have anything to do with the change of uh, leadership in the IMF or anything like that. Well, they're putting Lagarde in there, who's who's more political. And, and look, she a lot of people make fun of Lagarde, but you need a person that can go to these politicians and go, look, we don't have anything, we don't have any ammo left. You people have to start doing some deficit spending, some infrastructure spending, maybe some deregulation, maybe tax cuts to try to get your economy going. But you have to have a person that can communicate to these politicians. And and so she, in that respect, she's probably a reasonably good person to put in there. I know there's a lot of criticism. I don't like her very much, but the Europeans are are, are in a box, and the way they, they've been handling Brexit is just really remarkable. It, it, uh, show of incompetence. Well, they sure got a big you know, uh, brouhaha over there. I kind of feel the same way. I think most of the central banks are just out of bullets, and, and to try to get any movement in any of these legislators of, you know, regulations, taxes, like I think that that's what's kind of kept us floating here. That's what Trump did in the first year or so, and uh, uh, I don't know how much further he could go with that, but another, unless other countries begin to do that, well, the world economy, nobody's going to be able to buy our products. We won't be able to export anything. Well, keep in mind, our, our, our economy export market's only like 12%, 13%. It's not that big. You know, Germany's well, my, my, like 40%, 50%. Yeah, yeah, most of our GDP is up around 60, 60, between 60, 65% around there of, of, of uh, consumer spending yeah. and, and cash flow. That's what we, that's what we are. That, that's what's good about this country, that uh, we can kind of keep things going on ourselves. And if we can keep the dollar as a reserve currency, then I think we should ride this out okay. That's what, Yeah, that's what I, th- I look. We're, but we're the best place to be. I mean, and, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of these other countries are really paper tigers compared to the United States because, you know, we got a massive middle class. And keep in mind also what we got here, Randy, is – is we've got the most innovative uh, nation in the world. I mean, our innovation is just incredible. I mean, we've weakened it to some extent because we've lost so much technology to China, but you know, we're still we're still growing. And and what you got to do is is we've got to bring all those factories back to the U.S. and they're going to be robotic in the future. And, and so once you put robotic factories in, the United States has an edge over everybody. And, and so we need to start uh, putting our, our our legislative and our our policies toward that goal. Well, as I'm saying, our standard of living is, hold, is holding up pretty good. I, I hear people complaining about their own personal situation, and I said, "Well, look out at the rest of the world. You got two, three billion people out there that have no air conditioning, no electricity, no running water, and here we are. Look at our standard of living compared to theirs. You have nothing to complain about." Yeah, yeah. Now we just have to keep it going, and I tell you what, it's it's, it's just difficult right now. Uh, I think we'll work through it, okay? We, we've been doing this for a couple of hundred years. I think we'll make it. Anyway, thanks, Ted. Uh, good talking to you. Okay, thanks, Randy. Yeah, look, I mean, that's what Donald Trump – Donald Trump didn't invent anything new. He just went back and said, well, I'm just going to deregulate, cut taxes. It's always worked. And he liked, he, he complains about the Fed, uh, you know, which is fascinating. The Fed fears they're being attacked. Look, the only person that didn't complain about the Fed as president was Barack Obama because he came in at a, at a crisis and the Fed kept rates at zero the whole time he was president. Every president complains about the Fed. Half the presidents of 
threatened to fire the head of the Federal Reserve. I mean, this happens all the time. I mean, the way these people carry on like this is never in the history of the Fed has some you know, president ever uttered any criticism is it's just absurd. And, and, you know, Texas, we go way back in 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 not liking the Federal Reserve and central banks. I mean, this goes back. Henry B. Gonzalez, the you know, big Democrat out in West Texas. I mean, he was just a thorn in the side of the Fed 24-7. Uh, and he was very powerful in Congress. Uh, Ron Paul, same thing. And so we're, we're just we don't really cotton too well to central bankers in Washington, D.C., trying to tell the rest of the country, you know, how to run their economy. And and and, and so but so I, I just I you know, I like I said, I was very disappointed that a former Fed governor claimed that they did, you know, that they had to try to stop Donald Trump from negotiate from uh, a- accelerating the trade war with China. Uh, look, we got to get this under control. You you, you I, I, on my show last week, I made the point of. This is kind of like if I have a factory here and I'm making a product and, you know, uh, whatever, you know, uh, a, a Coke can or something. And, and my plant's doing really well. And someone opens up a plant down in Corpus Christi, but they don't have any pollution controls. They're not paying any taxes. They 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 they're the plant is unsafe. Workers are getting injured and killed. And it's like nothing happens. And and, and, and then I go down to the plant to check it out. And I'm like, wait a minute, they've stolen all our technology in, in the in the assembly lines a copy of ours that and our stuff is all patented well we would put that factory out of business in a heartbeat in the united states but here we have exactly that situation going on in china and, and then the chinese are saying well this is uh, we're not going to stop it and and so you look you gotta dig in i mean keep it this is what people forget everyone's complaining about donald trump in china and you know china's he's not doing well to World War II, there was a lot of Americans and a lot of very powerful people, a lot on Wall Street, by the way, that did not think we should have gone into World War II to help the Brits. They didn't think Adolf Hitler was that bad of a guy that most people didn't know really what he was at the time. But the Germans weren't that bad of people. It was going to interfere with commerce. It was going to cause problems. You know, we're globalizing the world and this is going to mess it up. We shouldn't go in with the Brits and fight Adolf Hitler. It was a, a... very prominent. Kennedy was one of them. Uh, uh, Ambassador Kennedy, Joseph Kennedy, and, and, and a lot of them. And, 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 and we're seeing the same thing today. We shouldn't fight the Chinese. We shouldn't get tough with the Chinese. You know, no, you have to. They're, 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 they're doing the wrong. I mean, today they're fi- using live bullets firing on innocent protesters in Hong Kong because the Hong Kong people say, look, you should respect the rule of law that was put in place. And the Chinese are like, no, we don't, we don't have to. Well, you, you know, you got to do I mean, it's an unfortunate situation, but the Chinese just don't be willing to compromise. So this is a problem. Look, right now in the world, I had some numbers here. Uh, the, uh, you know, we talked about $13 trillion worth of negative interest rates. The number's now up to $16 trillion. One-third of all bonds in the world are negative. And, and as a caller pointed out, a lot of people are coming to the United States just to get yield. I mean, this is just extraordinary. And uh, you, you've got uh, Germany, Denmark, Sweden, uh, Switzerland, Netherlands, all negative all across the board. And so clearly there's a problem. Somebody, I, I think two things, the central banks are buying the bonds, but also people are, are, are trying to get in the safest possible thing. There, there is somewhat of a, of a run to safety in, in many ways. And a lot of people are putting assets in the United States now because 
you know, they'll complain about Donald Trump, but they go, hey, they've got the best economy. They got the best corporations. They got the best of everything. And so it's helping us out. But but again, what is causing this concern out there? And this is gold is going up tremendously. Gold, gold the top performing asset class this year is is, is, is gold. You know, we talked about it. I, I think it's going higher. I mean, the things that are working right now, I think I think you have to have higher levels of cash in this market. Look, there's a case that they get some type of deal, the market explodes higher. But you have to understand, earnings are slowing down. The, the European economy is very clearly slowing down and teetering near a recession. The Chinese economy is slowing down. The US, we're holding in around 2 2.5% growth rate, which is pretty good. But the rest of the world is in trouble. Corporate earnings are slowing down. You got a very high stock market. You, you have a you have what appears to be a real flight to safety in precious metals and other things. You've got negative interest rates. Now, if if rates if the economy is so bad they have to have negative interest rates, and that means it's not going to be that good for the stock. I think you've got to be very very careful with the stock market. I really do. I I think this. I mean, it could turn up, but it could also just completely fall apart. It, when you, and when you get a former. Uh, Vice Chairman of the Federal Reserve, Bill Dudley, making comments like the Fed needs to stand up to Donald Trump and stop the trade war with China. And then the, there, quote, is an argument to be made that the Federal Reserve should try to affect elections. That is deeply concerning. And and, and, and you have to wonder, is, is he just suffering from Trump derangement syndrome or is there something really bad out there in the global economy that these people are terrified of and so i think you've got to have higher levels of cash in this market that's what we have for our clients i think precious metals i think short-term government bonds i i i think money markets uh those are the type of things stocks with good dividends very solid balance sheets those are the type of things you should have most of your assets i i just i i think in this type of uncertainty in the world you really have to sit there and, and and be a little more cautious. I mean, and and so that that's something I I, I think we're really looking at. So let's take we're coming on a quick break. Uh, if you haven't gone to the website, go to maxoutsavings dot com. We're going to be writing another report about this. Our most recent one we talk about the breakout of the uh, war breaks out with the trade war where it really got super hot. Uh, back in August and, and talk about some of these issues. You get the free report at Max Out Savings Advisors. We don't bother. We don't call you up. We just send out the report. This is to help you save money, build up wealth, and understand the world today. I take complex issues, make them simple for you. You can also request an appointment. Just go to the website with me. I'm here in Houston, Texas. This is a live show. Uh, just get, uh, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. We'll be right back. Ted Gioka and the Max Out Savings Show continue after this short break. To find out more about Max Out Savings Advisors, visit MaxOutSavings.com. In a moment, more of the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. 
Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. And now, more of the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. I want to cover some. I don't know. Uh, is the... Uh, the 30-day uh, wash sale rule. This is something a lot of people forget about out there. And with the, with the volatility in the markets, something this is something you have to keep an eye on. Uh, if if you sell a stock for a uh, for a loss, it, and uh, y- you 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 can't buy it back for 30 days. On the 31st day, you can buy it before. You, so it, it kind of goes before or after. Uh, in theory. Uh, uh, as well on that but but so so if you buy something and you've got a thousand dollar loss you sell it to take your loss you can't just buy it back to create the loss you have to wait 30 days on that this is now this is uh a, this helps out with the tax planning uh keep in mind if you've got an ira or a roth ira uh, or a 401k you're not paying any taxes in there so this doesn't really apply to you but but if 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 the accounts in your name or a joint name or a trust or something, you have to be cognizant of the of the of the uh, the thirty day uh, war sale rule, and it's substantially similar securities. So if you you know if you sell preferred A and buy preferred B the next day, you violated the the war sale rules. Uh, it, it, and so uh, in theory, you can buy. Uh, sell sell the loss in uh, you know Chevron and buy Exxon or something, but but uh, you know it's not really but but that's something to think about. So if you sell something at a loss, you have to work thirty days. If you buy it back right away, it's going to adjust your cost to the original cost of the of the security. Yeah, and so it's something to watch. And with the computerization of these firms, that that a lot of that stuff is automatically figured sometimes. And but you got to watch it and see. So be understand uh, if you have an account that's not a qualified account, which is a four hundred one k IRA Roth, then you could be subject to taxes. You're subject to taxes, and that then if that's the case, if it's a non qualified, then you you could be subject to the thirty day wash sale rule. Let's on the sale of stock to create a loss, you have to wait thirty days. 
Uh, now, by the way, this is something. How this affects things? I, I, it's this rule is good to know because near year end, uh, uh, people dumping securities oftentimes can't buy them back. So institutions maybe can't buy them back for thirty days. So near near year end, oftentimes it's a really interesting time to be buying stocks. Uh, in, in looking around, and so you want to be cognizant of the rule: buying or selling stocks. Uh, uh, being, sometimes, if they if they want to sit there and and sell the stock and at a loss, then buy it back uh, quickly. They have to wait thirty days, and so sometimes you'll see them sell down thirty days before or, or two weeks before. So, so always remember that it, you're near you're in. If you're looking at at a, a stock that's way down, kind of figure out how is the sale rule going to work for other people. Uh, in in the situation, uh, something to think about there. The uh, a couple things we talked earlier. We we on the show in in the newsletter, our most recent newsletter. We we really we talked about we didn't like the uh, corporate bonds, and we've talked a number of of things on on the newsletter. So we've been talking about this on the show. We've been talking about this. We said stay away from corporate bonds. Uh, we, we, we even had a chart a couple of newsletters back showing the debt levels in corporate America. But the yields are near record lows, but debt levels are near record high in corporate America. And there's a Reuters story came out that three of the biggest bond buyer, bond, bond uh, managers in the country are, are staying away from corporate bonds. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Gunlock at uh, DoubleLine, uh, Iveson over at PIMCO, and uh, Menard over at uh, Guggenheim Funds, uh, you know, all the three of those guys are very, very smart people. And um, all three of them are not in the corporate bond market. They think the bond market is overpriced, the corporate bond market. And what they're saying is the same thing that we've been saying on the Max Out Savings Show for months is, look, you're not getting the yield based on the risk in the corporate bond market. If I buy a government bond... No matter how bad the economy gets, I'm pretty sure that bond's going to be around. So, you know, I just collect my interest and wait it out. Where in a corporate bond, there could be a danger of a default or a concern about a default or something, and the bond could plunge. The bonds could get downgraded. And and what we think is there's too many, in addition to over-leverage in the corporate bond market, uh, there's too much corporate debt being run right at the the line between investment grade and non-investment grade because that's the, kind of their mandate. The, the board wants the company to be at the, to keep the bonds at investment grade level. And so uh, if, if we get a, an economic slowdown, we're getting a global one now, not in the U.S., that could trigger a number of, of, of downgrades into junk and the junk bond market could be overwhelmed. At that point in time, we could see some real opportunities, we think, for fixed income in the corporate market. But it's interesting to kind of have what we've been saying sort of uh, other people are agreeing with it, some pretty smart people. And that's Jeffrey Gunlock, uh, Iveson, and Menard, uh, the three of the top uh, bond managers in the world are saying exactly the same thing. So that's just our thoughts. Uh, I, I think you still want to stick with the shorter-term governments in that area. To, uh, coming up on the last segment of the show, if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call, 713-339-1070. Uh, 
you know, for the years we talked on the show in the Max Age report, we've been hearing all this stuff about global warming. We've been saying in CO2 in the United States is destroying the planet routine. We've been saying, well, what about China? They're polluting the world and the pollution is coming over to the United States and the, the uh, people are destroying uh, the, the jungles in Southeast Asia to put in palm oil plantations and, and in the a- Amazon jungles to put in soybeans and different things. And it's just, and, and that's where the, a lot of the oxygen is created in these, these huge jungles and, and uh, rainforest in the world. And, it, and so now there's a number of fires down there. So everybody's talking about this was a big subject at the G7 meeting. I would have been more supportive of it myself. And the reason why is the more they talk about the Amazon rainforest or overfishing in the oceans, the more it takes away the point from the United States is the problem with destroying the planet to the real people, which is the Chinese the Brazilians and different people like that around the world, which are destroying the wildlife and everything. So I think people are starting to see where the real problem is in pollution and destroying the planet. And that's a good thing because they don't, they're not blaming us with global warming. Tell what, let's take a call from, who's that, John? John, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, and, and it's a simple question and probably really easy to answer. I keep hearing you talk about short-term bonds and short-term Six months, a year, two years. What do you? What is considered short term? I, I, yeah, I, I would keep for the government. We, we picked up. Uh, well, this was a little while back. We picked up like eighteen month, two year bonds. Uh, you could, right now you could probably two year, maybe three year bonds because if rates go up, uh, if we go into a, an economic slowdown and the economy turns and roars next year and rates go up, you still just have two years and and you'll be in another year or two. You'll be in the cycle and the rates will be much higher and that's going to be a better place to buy the bonds. Uh, right now, I, I think you keep it shorter uh, beca- because, in addition, particularly in the governments, because if in, in a 18 months or two years, if there is an economic slowdown, you're going to get much better yields in corporates as well. Okay. Because there's just okay. too much risk uh, with, with these ultra-low interest rates. Right. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. Okay. Good question, John. Yeah, two, three years, I think, for now. Uh, we've been, we we were buying 18 month, two year treasuries. Now you can buy some one year treasuries too. But if we keep in mind, if you 18, if you're in two year bonds and next year they go to negative rates, like they claim they are in the United States, you know, you're, you're at least getting a good rate through the next 12, 18 months. And then likely things are going to change and rates are going to go up where the economy is going to be really bad. And you're going to be get much better yields in, in, uh, you you want to be in safe things. The other reason that, that, that governments are good, a lot of people forget about this, which is your treasury bills and notes and things. They have very tight spreads. So if you want to get out, you can get out at a, at a pretty, at a small price. You can buy them today and sell them tomorrow, and there's not a big spread. Whereas in, in corporate bonds, oftentimes it's a point, sometimes two points, one or two percent, which is a pretty steep thing. Now, we're, we're dealing in institutional-sized blocks that max out savings advisors, so we keep those spreads tight. But even then, the, the, the spreads are much bigger on on, uh, on corporate. So the, the, the thing about owning shorter-term government bonds is, and even a little two-, three-year bond, three- or four-year bonds, is you, you, if you don't like it, you can get out with, with, with not a huge loss and with, with, with not a big spread, so you don't lose 1%, one, 1.5% one trying to sell it. So anyway, uh, precious metals, we talked a little bit earlier about that. Uh, gold over, went over 1550 uh, It's back down. Uh, looking at the, at the uh, 
at the charts, it's been surprising how the pullbacks have literally been like one day and then up again. I mean, it's it's, it's just been the, the big institutions, as we've talked about on the show, cannot really get into the sector very well. Uh, the, the biggest market cap uh, stocks are, are your uh, Newmont and your your uh, Barrick, and those the, those you're talking a thirty billion dollar market cap versus a, a trillion dollar market cap for some of these big tech companies, and, and so. They're struggling to get in. Uh, I, I think the, I think we're looking at a, a bull market that goes two or three more years with gold and silver, maybe longer. Uh, I think at least three years into twenty two, twenty three uh, is is really where we're looking. That 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 ends the twenty year bull market we called for back in uh, what was it uh, two thousand and one. So. Uh, it, 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 no, it was, it was two thousand and two, and so at the end of two thousand and two, uh, we we wrote our first one of our first max out saving report. We said it's a twenty year bull market. I, I think that that's still pretty much on target. So anyway, I think in this environment, what we're seeing with the markets is are a couple things. Uh, the market is right now trading between the fifty and the hundred day. If it goes above the hundred, it gets more bullish. If it goes above the fifty, it gets more bullish. If it goes under the hundred, it really sells off and then they try to push it back above the hundred to stabilize it. Uh, I, I think whichever way it goes, it's going to be a very violent, steep move. There's an enormous amount of money on the sidelines. That's the only reason I'm, I, I, I think you could see maybe go up some. I re- really think it's going to go down. I mean, everything is pointing to down. Uh, the chart is looked that way. The uh, the action in the market looks that way. The the the, the drop, the in global drop in, 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 in bonds really seems to be signaling a, a, a pretty big problem out there. So I think you've got to be cautious. In, in that sector, so we'll see. the uh, the The other thing is uh, a couple other things. The other thing we were keeping an eye on is if it was is there some type of deal out there to try to keep the dollar down? And that that could be a game changer to some extent. I still think it'll be bullish for gold. If the dollar goes down, that's somewhat bullish for commodities as well. Uh, in and, and we're looking in the commodity sector, in the in the farm sector. Any deal coming out of China is most likely the easiest way for the Chinese to do something is buy a bunch of grain. Now, keep in mind, uh, pork prices are skyrocketing. They're over 50 percent, well over 50 percent in China. China's Chinese are big pork eaters. And, and, and there's something called the, uh, was it the Asian? There, there's a swine flu over there that's killing off hundreds of thousands of hogs and so they really need to buy our products and so the easiest way for them to do that is to sit there and buy a lot of product farm product here if they get some type of deal if there's a deal i don't look for a big comprehensive deal i i think you get a, a smaller huawei farm products bill roll some of the rollbacks on some of the tariffs a little bit that type of thing to look for. And so we're looking at the farm sector. If the dollar goes down, that'll help out. And the farm sector's had a really tough time. The Chinese are are kind of bo- are boycotting some of our farm products. You never know if they're buying or not. But in addition, we've had an ext- one of the wettest uh, uh, summers in, in, in history in, in, in spring. And so a lot of the farmers couldn't plant their crops. They were late in planting them. And then they had huge rains, which stunted the growth of them. Uh, fertilizer sales are down, which tells us they're having trouble fertilizing because you if you can't get in the field, if, if, if the, if the ground's too wet, the tractor gets stuck. And, uh, and I was talking to somebody, we were talking about a rope the other day he had, and, and 
he broke a 10,000-pound uh, rope, uh, strength rope, on the trying to pull the, fa- the fertilizer uh, machine out of there because uh, it had so much rain. So, so poor crops this year. So next year it should be pretty good, but it's tough in the farm sector right now. Tell you what, we're coming up here in the end of the show. Uh, there's a n- number of ways you can participate. Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for the free report. We're going to be writing it over the weekend. Our most recent one was how the trade war has really gotten hot, kind of war breaks out. We've been talking about the trade war for two years. Nobody thought it was going to happen. We said it was. Talk about a lot of interesting things. It's a free report. We don't sell it to your uh, report to anybody, your uh, email. And all we don't call you up. All we do is send out the report. It, it's common for k mistakes. Uh, all types of things. Uh, we talk about oil in the reports, the end of indexing, those type of things. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com, savings with an S. And you just put your name and email, and we'll send you out the report. Uh, if you'd like an appointment with me, I'll sit down with you and show you how we manage money. We're value investors in the stock and bond market here in Houston at Max Out Savings Advisors. Just go to the website, and you can request an appointment. Uh, or at a minimum, sign up for that free report. In the interim, remember our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. I hope everyone has a great weekend. We've got a holiday, actually, and so enjoy the weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.